Holly Knoll, host of the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. If you've always wanted to start a business and don't know where or how to start, you've come to the right place. After leaving an unfulfilling corporate career, I decided it was time to start a business of my own. Today, I'm a business coach and creator of The Consultant Code, where I help people start services-based businesses in 60 days or less. So grab your latte because you're about to be inspired, armed with knowledge, and given simple tools to start a business of your own from my interviews with Everyday Entrepreneurs. Welcome back to this episode of the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. And today we have such a special episode. We are in person. I am here with Heather Boschke in person in Minneapolis in a podcast studio. So this thing is getting official. Cheers, Heather. Welcome for being here. Hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) When we were doing the pre-show, we we were testing out the mics and Heather had this great like, hey, hey. So yes, we're really excited and excited to bring this more to life and just have people put a face with a name and watch this in real life and on video. So, so fun being here. Thank you for having me. You have had quite the journey in your career. (laughs) So obviously as part of the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast, we talk about entrepreneurs' journeys, how you got to where you are, where you're going, lessons learned along the way. So let's start out with How'd you get to where you are today? (laughs) Tell us your story. Well, none of it was planned. And so when it comes to how did you want to be an entrepreneur? When did you know? I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. This Mm -hmm. is something that I feel like sort of happened for me. It was not the plan. I spent 22 years in corporate and had a great time, had a pretty good career, I would say. Never thought about doing anything other than just, you know, climbing the ladder. And now that I think about that, how boring is that? Just climbing the ladder. But that's what I wanted to do. Didn't really think twice, didn't question it. You know, you go to school, you graduate, you get a job, you get promoted. And before you know it, you're sort of on this wheel. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize the wheel I was on. And I just, you know, kept going through the motions. And funny enough, I kept getting thrown off that wheel time and time again. I've been fired twice. I've been laid off twice. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of kept like dusting myself off and getting back on the wheel and not really thinking twice about it. In 2021, I got fired from my last job and I was applying for jobs like I've done my whole career when the best way I can describe it is these invitations from the universe started to come down. Mm-hmm. And people started asking me, oh, marketing, can you help me with that? We've got a project or we just lost our marketing VP. And could you plug in for a few months while we sort things out? Mm-hmm. And before I knew it, there were like five conversations where people were willing to pay me money mm-hmm. to do marketing. And I just thought, okay, universe, I see you. There's a new path being illuminated. Mm-hmm. Why not try this? And if it doesn't work out, big deal. I'll just go get a job because that was the plan. And so I said, I'll give myself six months. And if I don't have clients in six months, I'll get a job. I'm in year three and I'm still waiting for those six months. (laughs) Congratulations. It's a country moment, isn't it? When you get into like my year one, now in in year two, you're in year three, like pinch me. Oh my God. I can't believe this is still working. I'm still going. I'm I'm doing things I never could have imagined, which we'll get to in a Mm -hmm. second. But like as each year goes by, I think for me, there are constant pinching moments. Like, yeah. oh, if this is still working, like yes. I, I, it's still, like I'm still going. Because when I first started out, I didn't really believe that this was something that could be long term. I, I didn't, I couldn't really mm. see beyond what was right in front of me, maybe beyond a year. Yeah. 
So congratulations to you. Okay. I think something that you said really resonated with me because I think it's about expectations. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have any expectations because this wasn't the plan. Yeah. Because I feel like if I would have planned and had expectations for what this could or should be, I would have messed it up a thousand different ways by over planning and overthinking. And same thing, you didn't know what this could be. So there's something beautiful about leaning into... I don't know what the end game is, but I'm here for the ride and I'm enjoying every moment and every year. So yes. Every moment, every year, every twist and turn mm. and trip and <laughs> yes. like stumble. Yeah. Something you said, so being laid off twice, being fired twice. So you went through like four rounds of like companies more or less rejecting yes. in a way. <laughs> if you want to look at it that 100%. Way. So why was it the fourth time where mm. you were finally like, okay, I'm paying attention. What changed? And what was that kind of pivotal moment where you're like, okay, I'm done here. Yeah. Tell us more about what made you decide to like, hold on to the hamster wheel. Well, the last one where I got fired, that was, that was a bad one. I've had the very unfortunate (laughs) experience of having a lot of bad bosses, which can teach you, you know, as much as, can we just, you know, they they teach you, they teach you a lot. I will say that. Mm -hmm. And I was written up in that job for, and I'm not even joking, the words in the write-up of disobedience. I was <laughs> written up that being disobedient. That's how you know you're you're on the track to be a entrepreneur. I was just, okay. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. What was their definition of being obedient? Well, I mean, and that's just it. You know, you hired me as a marketing leader. I'm making decisions. There was something that, you know, this person didn't agree with. And all of a sudden, and it was a much older man. And, you know, of course, I'm disobedient. I, I didn't, you know, do and, and perform and and kind of fit in the box the way that he wanted me to. And so it was like, wait a minute. And I feel like that's kind of incorporate how I felt a lot Yes, is that I twisted myself in a pretzel to be what I thought they wanted. And even then I kept getting booted off the wheel. So it's yeah. like, okay, who I am is clearly like, I'm to this, I'm to that. And now I can just be me. So I think it was, it was just such a horrific experience I had mm-hmm. that it just felt like, you know what, I've got nothing to lose. And clearly I keep going back to this path that doesn't seem to be working out for me or it doesn't always end well. Yep. So why not try something else? And there's also something be, about being north of 40. Yep. Of just, you know what, like let's, let's take some chances. Let's do some things differently because we've got one life and I've done this for 22 years. Mm-hmm. It's just time for something new and different. And I finally am ready to bet on myself. Yeah. I know I have skills. You said something to me before about like a best in class trainees yes. that we get in corporate America, working for big companies, working for the bad bosses, yeah. but learning processes, learning tools, learning methodologies, yes. learning how to work with complex politics, learning how to like figure things out and problem solve. And these are all things that if you're paying attention in corporate America, you can take away and then run with it in your own business. Yes. But I, we could, this could be the entire podcast episode is the corporate mask. And I talk about this a lot is the corporate mask we're expected to wear. Working for like large Fortune 500 companies, they have a culture. They have a thing. I interviewed with one local company here that for those of you in Minneapolis, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But I had to meet with a psychologist Mm. before I got hired to make sure I fit the mold of who they were looking to hire. And she asked me, I had to take this like 200 question quiz of that asked me if I liked motorcycles. Oh my god! Or if I liked fire? Yes. Wait a minute. I took the same assessment. It's, it, the question was, "Are you fascinated by fire?" Yes. And I remember thinking, "Okay, when I see a bonfire, yes, I kind of am fascinated. But then, am I 
a pyromaniac. Is yes, yes, that is the re- reaction. Like, well, I'm overthinking this fire question. Yeah. Okay, so you've taken the test. Bananas. Yes. Yes. That's the like you know threshold. Do you fit our mold? But I just got to the point. I can totally resonate where you feel like. I'm sick of trying to twist myself into a pretzel. It's like going back to the toxic boyfriend, yeah. like hoping or, or definition of crazy, ever doing the same thing over, over expecting yes. a different result, which it sounds like you got to this point where you're like, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. I have confidence. I know I'm good. Yeah. I know yes. I can do something else. So walk us through like those first few months as a business owner. Like, mm. how did you come up with an idea? How did you, <laughs> let's start there. How did you even decide what you were going to offer? You know, well, it really started with, it coming to me, right? People wanted me to help them with marketing strategy, you know, plug in for a VP position that they were ready to fill. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of just the work I've always done for other companies. And so when those contracts stopped, I remember thinking, okay, who's going to pay me to do anything? So yes, there's confidence in that. I know marketing, but I've never done this for myself. And I've always had like a big company logo attached to my work. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like without that, who who am I and what do I have to offer? And so then I just got to, okay, what is a repeatable thing that I do for companies or that I've done before? And marketing strategy, there is a bit of a method to it. So I was like, I know that. And then what I did, and this is the key for anyone who feels like they don't know what they're doing, get out and talk to people. I started talking to business owners and in the conversation, I could see their light bulbs. I'm asking the right questions. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, a half hour later, it's like, I've got a lot of value to offer. Mm -hmm. And to your point, It's like every time you're in a job, it's like you've got this invisible shopping bag with a logo on it. And during your time there, it's just getting filled up with experiences Mm -hmm. and knowledge and you're making mistakes and you're learning and you've got ideas and you're learning best practices. And whether you stay at that company for 17 years and that bag is huge Mm -hmm. or you bounce around for every couple of years, which I've done, Mm -hmm. how you've got all these extra bags that you bring with you everywhere. And so, yeah, what I didn't realize was corporate America was my masterclass in, you know, marketing strategy, what good looks like working with a team, how to build a department. And so I just leveraged the heck out of all of that. But it wasn't until I started talking to actual business owners that I realized how much value I had. I love how you talk. I love that you made that a visual, like something we can ground ourselves to. So a shopping bag. Yeah. Yes. So for the listeners out there, Think about the different companies you've worked for and think about the little shopping bags or the big shopping bags, depending mm-hmm. on how long you've been there and what you would put in there. And I I would love to actually offer that in my group coaching program. Like as people are thinking about what they want to offer, a lot of times people don't really know or can't yeah. look objectively at the skills they have. And so if you if you put it that way, so think about everything that you've taken away from a company yes. and then take the best stuff out of there around like what it is you love to do. So I'm going to take this a little bit yep. on my target bag. I mean, and, and I work, I worked in retail, so I literally have the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a little bit of the Sephora bag. I'm going to take a little bit out of the Gap bag. And I'm going to flip this all together into my Holly bag yeah. or my Heather bag and say, yeah. this is all of the things I love to do from all these different companies and things I'm good at. That's where I think the sweet spot is. And yeah. then I'm going to take that and offer that to clients. Yes. Yes. And anyone can do it. I mean, I didn't even want to be an entrepreneur. If I can do it, anyone that has an inkling of desire can Mm -hmm. absolutely do it. And I think we just don't give ourselves credit for all the knowledge that we are just learning and we are gathering over years and years. 
because you start talking to these business owners and start asking questions of, okay, well, what's your process for this? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't have that process. Okay, let's start there. And all of a sudden you're just going into motion based on what is so natural. And we just don't give ourselves enough credit for all the knowledge that we have. And especially I love working with small businesses. I mean, the ability to make an impact and work with these owners because you've got big company experience or mid-sized company experience, you are the right person to help them. Yes. And your experience applied to their small business is going to fast track them farther, faster than what they might be able to like cobble together on their own. Yes. Yes. So that's why we need to hire experts and hire smartly as small, you know, and speaking for myself as a small business owner. So like I can go and try to cobble together and... But when there's experts out there like you and I have the budget to hire you, then I'm going to go that route. So I can focus on what I'm good at. Yeah. Because not every small business owner is a good marketer. No. That's something (laughs) we actually all struggle with. I struggle with it and I've taken so many, so much training to become a better marketer, but I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I will tell you when I do marketing, it's hard when it's your own thing. Yes. Because I am, it's like the cobblestones kids have no shoes. Like the marketer actually (laughs) cannot market themselves. So I understand that. And marketing isn't something that comes naturally. But when you've done something for long enough, even if it's two years, three years, you now have a point of view. Mm-hmm. And that point of view is valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you have a marketing business. Tell us more about that. And then I know you have a big creative side. <laughs> I so do. I would love to hear, I would love for you to tell us more about your creative side. Yes. Well. Okay. So the marketing business. Yeah. It's called Vogel Venture, and I like working with businesses 20 million or under, so I like the small business. Mm -hmm. And my services are kind of in three different categories. I do fractional CMO work, so I will be a company's marketing leader, either working with their internal resources or external resources to make sure all the marketing things happen. Mm -hmm. I also do half-day strategy sessions. So this is a business that they've never really had marketing. Maybe someone is you know, doing some random social media. We spend a half day, and we put Mm -hmm. a strategy basically laying out their foundation that they Mm -hmm. then go execute. And then the other thing I've been doing a lot more recently is brand messaging. So a lot of times I'll start working with companies. They'll tell me what they do and then I'll go to their website. And it's like, those two things are not aligning. So then we have to get to what is your key messaging? What do you do? How is it different? Why does it matter? What is your value? And so those three things are kind of the bulk of the work that I do for, for businesses. And then my creative side. What's interesting is all of this happened in the same year. Maybe it's not so interesting. Because, you know, know, you leave corporate and all of a sudden there's all this space and energy that I had. I don't think I realized, because I don't think I was unhappy in corporate. It was just kind of the... Going through the motions as we do. The water I swam in. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I left, it's like, I didn't, I just had more energy, more creativity. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I didn't realize how much I was being weighed down between the toxic boss situations, the BS politics of who are you having a meeting with? And does this person know? And you've really got to talk to this person before that person. And it's like, can we just just work? Can we just work? Yeah, exactly. Can we just get stuff done? Navigating the matrix. Yes. And so without all of that, I felt this, you know, tug in my heart to draw again. And it's something that I loved as a kid. I love drawing. I thought I was going to be an artist. I'm not trained or anything. I just love to draw. And so I picked up a sketchbook and pens and I started drawing and birds are my favorite animal. So my company, Vogel Venture, Vogel means bird in German. And it talks about my strategic bird's eye view and also an homage to my favorite animal, my spirit animal. And (laughs) you know what though? I don't even think I was realizing, you know what? It's funny when you look back, it's like all of these points led up so perfectly, but I promise you, I'm I'm actually not that intentional about it. (laughs) But you know what? When things work, it just, it all makes sense. Yeah. 
And so I started drawing these birds and I started naming these birds. And then I got into birding and participating in all these different groups around town that go birding and talk about, there's a group called Birds and Beers. And we meet, yeah, we meet like once a month. Yes. (laughs) And we drink beer and we talk about birds. But what's lovely about this community is that for so long in corporate, you are defined by your title, your position. I'm Heather. I'm the VP of marketing. I'm the director of whatever. Mm -hmm. In this birds and beer situation, I don't think anyone there knows what I do. No one gives up. I don't know what Mm -hmm. they do. It's like, what bird did you last see? And what bird are you trying to see? And how do we help each other find birds? Like nobody even knows what each other's done. And it's so good because it's like, we're so much more than what we get paid to do. Yep. And in corporate, you kind of just get, you're just so used to saying you're your name and your title. Yeah. Box. You are what you do. Yes, you are put in your box. Yeah. And that works for a company's, to a company's advantage because they have a goal and they need worker bees to sit in their box, not make a stink and do the work to achieve the goals. And it's very straightforward. And if you're a good rule follower, that's going to work. Yeah. And that's the problem is I am a rule follower. Mm -hmm. And so I think, and there's a lot of us good girls out there that just, you know, want the stars and the pats on the head and to be told that they did a good job until it's like, Ooh, is this working? Is this probably breaking on (laughs) (laughs) It's like, is it, is that the star I want Uh -uh. or is the star that I want the one I give myself because I am doing what I want to do. Like trying to gain this external approval from a boss who's writing my mid-year review. Like, I hope he likes me. I hope, I hope I'm better than, I hope I'm doing better than my peer because they can only promote so many people or so many people can fit in this band of ratings. Like, don't get me started. But like to (laughs) me, it just, again, it works for some people, for those listening, you're probably here because you're questioning all of this as well. And mm-hmm. it's totally normal because I don't think it's, it's totally normal to question. I don't think it's normal to treat people this way. And we've, yeah. corporate America has gone too far in terms of how they treat people um, and, and, and how people are expected to perform. And if, if, I think if people are careful, they can lose themselves. Yeah, absolutely. You can for sure lose yourself yeah. because again, I became a title and yep. I just wanted those gold stars. I wanted the bonuses. I yep. wanted the promotions and I just worked and I, and work became one of the whole pie. Yeah. And before I knew it, it's like, oh my gosh, my life is pretty boring because yep. all I'm doing is working and I'm falling asleep on the couch early because I don't have any energy to do anything. And so I think we can lose ourselves. And so having that healthy, and as an entrepreneur though, that also is hard because yeah. when now it's yours and it's your name and it's your legacy and it's your reputation, the stakes are that much higher. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I love marketing so much, but it is only what I get paid to do. And I'm so grateful that I love what I get paid to do, but we are all so many more things. And that's where the creativity and the birds and yep. writing these books has been a really great other anchor point for my life. Cause it's like, for so long, it was my family life and it was work. And now it's like, it's birding, yep. it's yoga, it's reading and writing. I've got mm-hmm. like, the pie is way more diversified and it tastes so Yes, <laughs> multi-passionate. You're multi. Well, I think we all are, right? Yes, but you are living it. And yeah. what would you say? I I think this is always something I wonder. Is it, for for us, for you and I, we both were fired from our jobs, which pivoted us into considering the world of business ownership. Okay, can we also just pause right now yeah. and just we got fired? You know how many people like can't admit that, and I didn't admit that oh, for yeah. a long time. I know. Just talk about like it's commonplace, but that's a great yes. point. Yeah, and the fact that you were you're able to say it's because you were written up or being disobedient. Disobedient. It takes a lot of vulnerability mm. and and bravery. And at the same time, you clearly worked through it where you're just yeah. like, 
Thank you. Yeah. Well, when things are so ridiculous and wrong, it's just like, I can't even, but there are so many times when you get fired, it's like, oh, you know, the company went in a different direction Mm -hmm. or, you know, they had someone else we explain things and it's no own being fired. I actually heard one time, you're not a true professional until you've been fired. So yeah, I wasn't fired because I was laid off. I've never been laid off. I was legit once, yep, twice in my life. If I've been fired once from a country club, because we tipped over a golf cart. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you at the time? I love this. Maybe 20. I don't even know if I was 21. And then I went in bed for my job back the next day because I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. And I got my job back. I did not go back and beg for my job after this firing. (laughs) I was fired because I was not a culture fit. And Uh I was, there's a lot of shame that goes with that. And a lot of inner work I had to do to just work through that and realize like, this was a good thing. It happened for me and not to me. But for us, I think we're the lucky ones who got pushed out. For those people who are, that you've mentioned before, going through the motions or in the job because like, yeah, I want to start a business someday, someday, someday. Yeah. And, but this is good because I've got, I've got kids or I've got like a mortgage or I've got responsibilities or the people that just, and who, who maybe just choose to stay within corporate America because there's other things at play and it's comfortable and it's not time to wrap the apple cart. Yeah. What would you say to those folks who are not probably ever going to get fired or laid off. Like, how do you pivot? And this is something I always try to understand because I, these are the people I want to help in my group coaching program. Yeah. Is how do you make that decision to leave when you're not being pushed out, when you're doing fine, mm. when you're doing well, but you know, you're not, you know, you were meant for more. Yeah. What do you say to those people? I would hold on to that. You know, you're meant for more. And here's the thing. I get it. If there's kids and mortgages and maybe you have to have heads down and for three years while those kids are in college. Yep. You, like I get that. Or about to go to college and yes. you have a little more you need to save up. Yeah. I get that. And you have to prioritize. You have to prioritize. I mean, it's all about priorities mm-hmm. and family is number one and yeah. you've got to take care of that. So that is, there's nothing wrong with, okay, I know that just for the next three years, but during, down. yes, yeah. but during that time, Maybe you don't stay till seven o'clock at night every night. Maybe you don't, you know, worry about emails the first thing in the morning. We have given ourselves away to our jobs and for what? Mm-hmm. So work your 40 hours, work your 30 hours, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then start talking to people. Mm-hmm. Start talking to people about the how did the, how did they start their business? Mm-hmm. How did they decide how to pursue a passion? Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a side hustle in there. Maybe you're learning some different skills. But you know, life is too short and we cannot continue to have somebody else kind of keep holding the keys for us. So if you're starting to feel restless, you've got to listen to that voice. I agree. Because if you don't, the only thing that's going to continue is the the laps on the hamster wheel. Yep. And then 10 years go by, 15 years go by, you're, and then it's retirement, you're like tired. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just, and that, and, and, and you're not taking care of yourself. Like when you feel lit up in all of the yep. ways, you are healthier, you have more energy. Yep. And, you're more positive about life yes. and like life isn't meant to be a grind. And even though the job could feel like it, I think if it's like this every week and if Sunday, you know, the Sunday truth gun, right? Like, do, am I excited about what I'm about yeah. to do for the week ahead? Like Sunday truth gun, are we excited about this week? And if the answer is no, too many weeks in a row, you owe it to yourself to make a change right. because it's just like having a bad partner and not even a bad partner. It's the partner that's in. Eh. He doesn't beat me. She doesn't cheat on me. It's like, is that the table stakes? No, you deserve to be fulfilled and happy and live with purpose. And so nobody else is coming for you. Like we have to save ourselves. 
Let's talk about the money part for a minute. And I've been in this position before and even with my consulting work where I've, I love the freedom and flexibility consulting gives me. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I can take vacation when I want. I can choose who I work with. I can choose the type of work I take on and I choose how much I get paid. There, in pretty much every consulting gig I've had, there comes a point where I'm like, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. I, I, I'm either bored or not feeling like appreciated anymore, or I'm not, I'm not excited to do this work anymore. Like I, I've kind of expired here in a way. Yeah. But, and this, this applies to people in corporate America as well as employees. The money yeah. is, and especially in up and down economies, down economies, the money can really keep people there. And I think it's very hard to wrap your head around taking a leap when you don't know if you're going to succeed on the financial end on the other yeah. side. And I never, ever advocate for people to quit a job without something yeah. else. That said, I, that can also keep people stuck in the same spot. Yeah. So yeah, it, it myself included, and I, I am speaking for myself and I'm actually sort of in that situation right now where I'm like, I am looking for my next consulting gig. I am fine where I am, yeah. but it is time to move on. Yeah. And part of me would like to just be like, here's my two weeks. I think I've achieved all I can here, but I want to also make sure I have that next thing yeah. before I just completely walk away. Yeah. What would you say? To mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? You know, I think there's something interesting about finding out what is enough for you when it mm-hmm. comes to your income. So this is an exercise I had not done until I got laid off in 2019. Mm-hmm. I just kept chasing more for more sake, promotion, more money. I want more, mm-hmm. more employees, more growth. How about enough? I don't think we talk about enough, yeah. enough. And so in 2019, when that happened, my husband and I sat down and it was like, okay, how much as a team do we need to make to live the life we want? And I'm over here chasing more and more. And it's like, oh, actually I can make less. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I want to, doesn't mean I don't think I'm valued to a certain number, but you can and not go under a bridge. So I think that a lot of us underestimate that like you, we actually don't need, I think the pandemic taught us a lot of things. And one of it was we actually don't need a lot to live the life that we, that, that we need. Like we don't need to be going out all the time. And so if you have to buckle down and make some tough choices about how to spend money, but what is that enough line? Cause that becomes my kind of psychological. As long as I clear this, I am good. Anything over awesome. Anything under, we will figure it out, but I've got a bit of a line in the sand. And I just don't think enough people think about how much do we need to make to live the life we want right. versus more for more sake? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I love that. Actually. I think the pandemic did teach us a lot about what, what is the minimum yeah. X that we need minimum amount of fun, people interaction, money. Yeah. Like, I actually didn't work the entire year and I took the year mm. because the consulting world had really died down. Companies paired back. They laid off many people, yeah. including consultants. So I took that year and I worked on my coaching business and my awesome. podcast. And but I nice. I knew like I I didn't have a paycheck coming in for a year. And yeah, well, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. It taught me like here's the worst that can happen. Yeah. And I survived. I thrived in a lot of ways. I lived through it. And now come 20 21 and beyond, my business is stronger than it was pre-pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think also going, taking a leap can also show that like maybe the worst can happen 
or the most scary thing can happen and you're going to be fine and probably thrive on the other side. Yeah. You never know until you do it. No. And you have to give yourself time because you could have looked at and, 2020 and been like, ah, oh, you know what? I, I don't have clients. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to cut the cord and go back to corporate. Yep. You didn't realize in your, you know, hockey stick graph, you were here and you could have been like, I got to drop. No, you gave yourself time and runway. And I think we don't give ourselves enough space to stumble a little bit and realize that that was just a speed bump that we needed to get through to really accelerate. So I just, yeah, you got to keep going. And I also like the idea of if I have less clients, that just means I'm going to draw more birds. So there's something about like the flowing of if something happens here, I'm going to push this a little bit more, which is why I think it's important that everyone is multifaceted. Like Mm -hmm. if we were all albums, we can't just be made up of one song. (laughs) You know, sometimes there's a fast song. So maybe there's a hip hop. Maybe there's a little bit of a romantic jam, but like a little classical or like what a jazz. Yeah. 90s, you know, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love that. Well, okay. You just mentioned flow. So when we've talked before, we you talked about how you know forcing versus flow. Yeah. And how you know when that when that comes to your business or your how you make decisions, how you think about like where you're going to go with your business. How do you apply like the flow state, and how do you know when you're forcing versus flowing? Can you mm. talk us a little bit about that? Gosh, I think we know we're forcing when you're thinking about something so much, and it's almost like the you know, psychological or like mental equivalent of like closed fists. Like you just want something so bad, whether it's a client yeah, yeah, or something to happen. And you just know like that's not flow because flow is ease. Mm-hmm. It is losing track of time. It is going. And I feel like this is actually, so I didn't actually make business goals for myself this year. And this is the first year three. Nice. I'm not doing that because I want to see what the bird business can do. Mm-hmm. And I'm also just in this to follow the flow when I come up upon resistance, I'm a little bit paying attention to that to go, okay, do I really want to force that? Or is that a bit of a sign that maybe that's not the right door for me? And then all of a sudden this door starts to like become a jar over here. And now I see a different direction. So while I'm not being unintentional, I'm being a lot less planful than I've been Mm -hmm. in the past. And there is something about, let's see where the magic happens and Mm -hmm. where the signs take me because Everything I'm doing from the man I married to how I make my money has been in the unplanned categories. Mm-hmm. And I just think there is something magical when you open your palms, you're not so closed fists, and now you're letting the magic happen. And your mm-hmm. antenna is tuning in to all the right opportunities that are aligned with you. But you have to know what you want mm-hmm. and you have to know who's in here mm-hmm. so that you can make sure the right things are orbiting yeah, you. So the antenna's up. Yeah. Okay, how did you meet your husband? I didn't uh, know this story, but you brought it up. So now I'm very curious. Okay. So <laughs> 12 years ago, I was engaged to someone else uh-huh. and we had a dress. We had a date. Uh-huh. We had invites had gone out. We are four months from the date. And I think people get downloads in different ways. Some people see visions. What's some people messages. And so get messages from the universe or whatever spirit, whatever you believe. Mm -hmm. And some people get visions. Some people have dreams and see things. I kind of hear voices. Mm -hmm. And there was one night with this man and this voice very, very clearly said, you do not want to marry this man. This is not the life you want. And I, I took that to heart and it was like, you're right. I've been like forcing this. I have been forcing this relationship and I don't know why, because I do not have to marry this person. Mm -hmm. Why am I, why am I forcing this? We broke up. 
That put me on a direct path to my husband, who is my younger brother's best friend from college. Oh, so you've known this guy for a while. I've known this guy. I've thought he was cute for years and years and years. And let's be honest, I just wanted a cute boy to make out with. And so when I reached out to my brother and I was like, oh, what's Tom up to? <laughs> and so like, long story short, uh-huh, uh-huh. and make no mistake, I was not looking for a big relationship. I was not looking for marriage. And we started hanging out and it was like, where have you been my whole life? And so... Again, if I had stuck to the plan, who knows where I would be right now. But I, yeah. So there's just something about, and that same voice is what told me to draw again in 2021. So Mm -hmm. we all have that, whether you hear a voice or see things, we all have that voice, but we bury her with nonsense and society's expectations. And so there's something about kind of getting quiet and just really, because we ask everyone else for advice and what to do. Oh my God. Yes. We know. We always know the answer. We do. I've I've come to this place where like, I really don't, I want to figure things out on my own. And I need, I want to trust myself. And I like, I've gotten to the point where I, I, you know, I, I will tell people I'm not asking for feedback. I, I'm, I'm I'm actually, I'm going to figure this out my own. I need to listen to myself here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my family does it. Yeah. And I love them. We all can know that they know that I don't want, want feedback unless I ask. Um, and sometimes I do. And like, I I don't want to be so toned up that I don't ask, but I do think we have all the answers that we need yeah. inside of ourselves yeah. if we get quiet. Yeah. And it's the getting quiet that can be super uncomfortable because yeah. we may hear answers that we know are right, but we don't really want to deal with or face. And I think had I gotten quiet and really listened myself in my corporate journey and even with people I've dated. Yes. I don't want that. I don't want that voice telling me no because because it's way too uncomfortable and and we don't want to face it or we don't want to make the change. Change can be really hard and scary and uncomfortable. So how do you know when you're getting a message versus like, how do you know when to pay attention versus being like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's just my ego talking Mm -hmm. or that's, how do you know what to listen to or what to pay attention to? What would be your... Yeah. I mean, I think it all comes down to values and what you value and like being really clear about that. For me, my North Stars, freedom, peace, and ease are kind of for me. Like I, and before I feel like it was more material, more title-driven, more ego-driven. Yeah. And I think that is something too, as we get older, you know, you want to be the big boss. You want to be the one with direct reports I'm and doing it. all the I'm things. A yeah. Key title. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a C-level. I'm an executive. Like, yeah. I yeah. hate it. I get the respect now. I have the status. And right. That, right. right. So I that's think that's a very real drive for a lot of people. And I yeah. think, especially as you're younger, because it's almost like a cop-out, like, cause it's society's scorecard mm-hmm. for success. Yep. Money, title, accolades, the car you drive, the house you live in, whatever. Mm-hmm. That is the, that is the easy route because that is the one that society has given us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to break that and mm-hmm. choose something else. Yeah. So when you're younger, you don't know your aunt, you are looking at everyone else and you're going, why don't I have that? And so as you get older, it's like, wait a minute, does that scorecard even fit me? Yeah. Do I even, am, am I, I happy with my values? And what exactly right. And then you start to learn, okay, that didn't work. Who's in here and what do I value? Yeah. And I just think the decision-making gets easier from that. And sometimes it does take kind of letting something go, coming back to it. I'm also a big fan of lists, you know, yeah. this, and it's list. It's not pro and con. It's what gives me energy, yeah. what drains me. Yeah. And if there's too much in the draining column, mm. why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Sometimes what I've learned in 
kind of my path with my business coach and the program that I I'm part of Crin Crabtree for all of you out there. She's changed mm-hmm. the way I live and think. And mm-hmm. part of it is also the thoughts that I I have and yes. what I make things mean. So it's like I I often have to check myself and be like, Holly, that is your thought about it. No wonder you're drained because you're having these thoughts and you're making something mean something that it really doesn't need to mean. So I am guilty of draining myself versus other situations and being externally drained by other things because I'm looking at something a certain way or giving it too much energy or making it mean something. Yes. Honestly, the biggest mountains we have to climb are in our own heads. In our own heads. Yes. A hundred percent. And we tell ourselves stories Yep. and that's where it's just being clear and true. And I think, is it Katie Byron has like the four Mm -hmm. questions and it's like, is it true? Am I sure it's true? And even those two will stop you because you can never be sure. Never be This true. person yeah. doesn't like me. That never opportunity. Sure. Yeah. No, it's so you never can be sure. So I just think there's something about, and you have to take the ego out because sometimes when our heads get too involved, mm-hmm. that's also a little bit of ego. Yeah. I remember when I had the idea for a children's book and I kind of sat on it for a couple of months because my first thought was, who are you to do this? Yeah. Who are you to write a book? Like so, you're not an artist. You're not an author. You don't have human children. Like who are you to write this children's book? Mm-hmm. And so you do have to kind of get over that initial talk track. And it's it's hard because our thoughts have power. So we yeah. start telling ourselves a story and we, we got to- talk ourselves out of anything in five seconds flat. Yeah, we got to nip that in the bud yes. and reframe that. And yep. it's how can I do this? Not that I can't do this. And yeah, we have to be nicer to ourselves. And especially yeah. as women, we're really hard on ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We, are. we are. Yeah. And, and the who am I too is mm. so normal. And at the same time, like- Corinne teaches us, and I have a podcast with Corinne. If you guys want to go listen to it after, she teaches us like this, these four ends to ask ourselves. First, notice the thought. Like, okay, I'm having this thought. Then normalize it. Like, oh, of course Mm -hmm. I'm having this thought because it's something new. And of course I'm having like questioning who am I to do this? Then normalize it. Like, or then neutralize it. Like, okay, okay, who am I to do this? Well, I'm to do this because I like birds. I'm creative. Yeah. I like to draw. That's who I am. Yeah. So neutralizing and taking the emotion out of the judgment and then pick the next best thought. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to draw something in my tiny little notebook here and see what I, how I feel. Love that. That's so good. And that last one of take a small action. Yeah, like small action. I bought a sketchbook and pens and that that was the tiny action that has catapulted all of this bird love and journey and books and prints and all of the things. And so there's something about taking action because we can take all, we can take tons of action, learn the language, visit the place, study. Like there's so much we have control over. And so when, especially if you're kind of bogged down with corporate, again, limit your time. You do not need to be over delivering all the time. No, Can I just say like, especially as women, you can operate at 70% capacity and it's most people's 150%. And most can we just like, yeah, yeah, please. Like women, like, oh my God, like the, the overly busy, the overly booked, the craziness, the running around with the hair on fire because we have to prove ourselves and prove something and do better. Like, just, and we, sometimes we yeah. do it to ourselves. In fact, I was talking to a friend this morning and she was mentioning how her husband never makes dinner. And it was like, well, what have you asked him to make dinner? It's like, well, she wouldn't make what I want. And it's like, you got to let that shit go. Yeah. You, you got to be open. You, yeah. Do you want to make it yourself? Like you, what you want? Like, I don't know. That's choices. exactly right. You yeah. know? And yes, the kitchen's going to be a mess, but, or you can not say anything and, and eat it yeah. and cook and be resentful. Yeah. Or you can let the man cook or the, yeah. like, let them cook, let them do it their way. And I bet you'll be fed and it'll be fine. Yeah. So sometimes we just put all this stuff on ourselves. That's very unnecessary. Or decide like, oh, he's going to make something I don't want. 
okay, if you're telling yourself, well, then that's why I'm cooking. That's right. That's why I'm cooking because I want to eat what I want to eat and and how much I want to eat. Like I, that's, and ground yourself in that versus trying to change somebody into being who they're not. Like, yeah, and I say this so, like, (laughs) obviously, but yeah, it's much different when you're in. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I love it. I think taking action is such a huge thing. And that's one of the things I hope people take away from this podcast when they're listening is something actionable. So on that note, what is one thing you would tell a new entrepreneur or somebody that's sitting sitting at their desk at home in the office, wanting to start a business, feeling super inspired by you? What Mm -hmm. would you tell them? If they, what would you say to them to get them just a little bit closer to their dream? Mm, I would have them write down their dream and write it in a way that it's already happened. Mm -hmm. So let's say they want to be a successful dog grooming business owner. Mm -hmm. They would write down, I am so happy and grateful that I am a wildly successful dog grooming business owner. So write it down. There is power when we put our thoughts down into on the paper and yep. write it down like old school. I'm not talking about type, like no type. write it down. Get a journal and your favorite glass of wine or yes. latte or whatever. Yes. 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 And that gives it energy mm-hmm. because I think the the biggest, the biggest miss is we let those dreams sit in our heart mm-hmm. and we don't say it out loud. So mm-hmm. say it out loud. So put it down on paper and then tell people because it wasn't until I finally at a networking event, instead of introducing myself as, hi, I'm Heather. I'm a marketer that helps small businesses. I said, hi, I'm Heather. I'm writing a children's book. This is the first time I'm doing it. I'd love to meet other people that have done the same thing. And through that, yes, somebody came up to me and said, oh my God, my husband's a book designer. You need to meet him. He's now my book designer. Uh, and so it's just, so. you start to, you say it out loud yep. and that gets the universe put to work yep. for you to make yeah. all the right connections. So write it down and say it out loud. I love that. I mean, I keep saying, I love that. <laughs> I love everything about this this show today. Yes, write it down, say it out loud, start telling people because yes, the doors are opening. I, yeah. you know, this podcast studio is a perfect example. I, Jason, who owns a wine and liquor store down the street from where I live, he, he and I just got to be friends, just chit-chatted with him. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you, you know, what do you do? What brought you here? He moved here from San Diego. It turns into, oh, I told him about my in-person events. Oh, do you need wine for those? Yes, I do. Oh, well, I'm happy to supply some wine for you and work with you on that with the cost. Great. Oh, I told him about how I have a podcast. Oh, cool. He says, I'm opening a podcast studio. (laughs) You can't make it up. You can't make it up. I'm less than a block from my house. And I am in a podcast studio less than a block from my house with someone whose business I adore and and like a business owner I adore. And I love supporting people. But had I never talked about like, I have in-person events. I have podcast studio yeah. and kept it all inside. Yes. Yes. Would have probably, we wouldn't be here. So yeah, the I power agree. of connection, opening yeah. yourself up. And then all of a sudden, and it's almost like when life is almost too good to be true, yeah. that's when you know you're in alignment. Oh, Things yeah. are happening, right? And it's effortless. Like, of course you have a podcast studio that I'm going to use. Like, of course. <laughs> and of course, like, I hope you can work with Jason on his marketing. Yes. Like, and you guys, he happens to have the same last name as your business. Like that's... Yeah, that makes sense. That's exactly how the, the world works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, Heather, I want to ask you one last thing. When you try new things within your business, like I just want to highlight that you were on TV. You no, did live TV <laughs> for the first time. And we started watching it before the show and Heather got embarrassed, but I thought you did an incredible <laughs> job. But that's a really scary thing to be on live TV. And like, how did you yeah. talk to yourself as you were about to do this brand new thing, yeah. this new scary thing? It's live TV is no joke. I mean, it's no joke because you can't take it back. And 
I think anytime you're about to do something new, it's almost like we have all these invisible muscles that we don't even realize. And when it's scary, it's because you haven't worked the muscle. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, I got to do these little reps and it's going to hurt and it's going to be painful. And the first time is probably not going to be the best time, but it doesn't have to make it the last time I can keep doing it and working that muscle. And so when it's new, it just means you haven't done it before. Mm -hmm. And like, think about everything we've done from being kids to walking, walking, like we why went after the first ball? I yes. like why, do we, why do we think we're going to like knock it out of the park on the first try? Like that's no. some social media BS right there is what that is. Agreed. But like, it just means, and I think it's good when you haven't done something. Cause it's like, Oh, awesome. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a new muscle now mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're going to flex it in different ways. And worst case scenario, you bomb, you don't do a good job. Okay, whatever. Don't do that again. Nobody died. And no one has to know even like yes. maybe three people that, Honestly, no one's going to think about it if they do know because no one cares. No one cares. Literally nobody yeah. cares. And best case They're scenario- They're wrapped up in their own world. Yes. And yeah. best case scenario, you do well, you love it. And now it's like, oh my God, there's this whole new thing I want to keep doing more of. Yes. I discovered something new about myself. Yes. You're going to be on the Today Show and you're going to be like, remember <laughs> Fox 9 in Minneapolis with a local station? Now you're on the national level and you'd be like, I got this. I flex that muscle. I appreciate you putting that out into the universe for me. Thank yeah, you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll come and be your hype woman back. Yes. Because I want to make you're so good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, well, Heather, thank you for being here. Tell us how we can find you, buy your books. Yes. And, like, work with you with your marketing services. Tell us all the things. Yes. Okay. You can find me on LinkedIn. My marketing. Oh, I got you the LinkedIn viral. <laughs> no, like, stuck. I'm really not, Your but... content on LinkedIn is very good. <laughs> well, thank yes. you. But you know what that is? That is just authentic. Mm-hmm. It is. I can see it, that. it is what, and a lot of it is what I need to remember for myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what do I need to remember? What do I need to keep perspective on? If it's going to help me, maybe it can help someone else. So LinkedIn, my birdie business is buddhabirdie.com. And my books are all there. My books are on Amazon. And then my marketing business is vogelventure.com. All right, everyone. Heather, is there anything else you want to share with the audience or talk about before you wrap up? I think the last... The last thing I would leave folks with is just bet on yourself. You've got things. You are meant for more than grinding away in an office, retiring at 65 or whatever. Like we are all meant and we are born with purpose and with dreams in our heart. And I think our job while we're on this planet is to pour those dreams out. So if you don't know what sets your soul on fire, you have an obligation to yourself to figure it out. And if you don't know what that is, because that's okay, but what are you curious about? And follow that curiosity and you don't know where that's going to lead. That, that is so it. The curiosity is the door to the next thing, the next place. And yeah. it all just starts with like a whisper. Yes. Some sort of inkling or feeling. And that's that's the nudge. Yes. Follow the whispers. Yes. Heather, it's been wonderful having so you here. So fun. So fun. fun episode to shoot, like to do this in person. I to drink champagne with you, you to have you here. Thank you for your time. Let's do it again. And um, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to have you back again. So, so fun. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. And look back on the show notes for the links referenced and for more information on how to work with Heather. And we appreciate you being here with us today. Are you curious if your business idea will actually work? Don't worry, I've got you. Your best business idea starts here at hollynoll.com slash free. Go to the link and download my free business action guide. In this guide, you'll map your skills and expertise to build a profitable business idea. 
You'll solidify an irresistible offer that turns contacts into clients. And you'll implement my step-by-step framework to quickly land your very first client. Thank you for joining me this week on the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. There are thousands of podcasts out there and you chose to be here with me. And for that, I am truly grateful to you. For more information on today's episode and this podcast, visit hollynoll.com slash podcast, where you can find links discussed in the shows and connect directly with my guests. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you enjoyed today's show, share your rating on iTunes, or if you'd rather tell a friend about the show, that would mean the world. And remember, check out my free business action guide at hollynoll.com slash free, or for more business building tools, visit the consultant code on Instagram. Until next time, keep taking action to build your business.